Hello and welcome to the Captain Bob podcast. This week we have our friend Dominic. Hello. We're just going to chat a little bit about how we got started in flight simulation and all of the wonderful things regarding that. And let's get right into it. <laughs> so, Dominic, how did you get into aviation? So, uh, the way I got into aviation, Leo, if you're watching this, this is all your fault. <laughs> Now, the way I got into aviation is my cousin brought a drone, a DJI Phantom 3 to be exact. Uh, he, he bought a drone, and I don't know why, but he let me fly it on the first day he got it. That got me into drones, so then I got my own drone, and then drones slowly pushed me into aviation. So that's how I got into aviation. I also started using Flight Sim around, ooh, beginning of 2018. So yeah, that's Sweet. how I got into aviation. Okay, so you got into aviation... 2018? Uh, sorry. I think so, yeah. Sweet. Like, 2018 was kind of an approximate guess. It was around that. Yeah. Like, late 2018, early 2019, something like that. Honestly, I couldn't give you an estimate <laughs> either. It's it's kind of all, like, fuzzy uh, for me, and I don't know if that's for you too. I mean, I know exactly, like, how I got into it. I just don't remember exactly when. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. What... What cool simulator stories have you? do you have? Simulator stories. I don't have very much, but... So I first bought Microsoft Flight Simulator X in... Again, I don't remember the exact time. But I bought that in December of whatever year. And we went... For Christmas that year, we went out of town. We went to Mexico that year. And Leo, I had convinced him to buy it and get a joystick as well. Like the day before we left so we both brought our laptops and i mean like around like you know during the day we do what the hotel had to offer and what what was around there but like after the sunset we just take our laptops out go into that common area and we just play flight simulator for like five hours that sounds awesome and then that got me into x-plane and that got me into fs20 but then i went back into x-plane yeah. <laughs> Actually, that brings up a good point. Uh, why? What are your reasons that you kind of prefer X-Plane over FS2020? So the reason I prefer X-Plane over FS20 is because X-Plane has an excellent flight model. Obviously, it depends on the aircraft. Uh, not, I shouldn't say manufacturer. The aircraft uh, creator for the simulator. It depends on them as to how realistic their flight model is. But, like, you know, for example, the Zebo. Most of the, um, what's it called? Aerobasque stuff. A lot, a lot, uh, Flight Factor too. Their products have been really great, and I, not sponsored, I swear, but <laughs> their products have been really great, and that's like what keeps me an X Plane. Like, FS20, I mean, the graphics are amazing, they're incredible. I don't, I really don't see how they could get better, but the flight model's not that great, and for the airliners, because I like flying airliners more than I like flying a GA. Absolutely. So kind of just a combination of like how real the f- the experience is, even if it's not the prettiest. Yes. That's good. This is kind of a fun question. What do you prefer to do? Do you for do you prefer to build your flight simulators or do you prefer to uh, just fly them? So if you know me well, then you know that I do not like building stuff. I should rephrase that. I like building stuff, but I will build it halfway and then put it in the drawer with the rest of the halfway built projects. Um, I do prefer flying the simulator because, as I said, I really like 
I, I really enjoyed the flight model of most of what X-Plane has to offer. And, uh, yeah, so I, I like building. It's just I never finish anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat with not finishing things. I have, <laughs> I think, two version... Actually, I have three version one or three halfway built simulators, uh, and I'm working on the fourth one. Nice. <laughs> Hopefully, this one will finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just kind of goes down to personal preference when it comes to like uh, if you think the flight model will be more realistic or like flicking all the buttons. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you know, I started a uh, FMC project, and this this one was going really well. I thought I was going to finish it. Uh, I didn't, and I probably should finish that one because I really like the FMC. It's a, it's a 737-800 FMC, and I found the files for it on Thingiverse, and I'm like, why not? It just takes 3D printing time, not much else. I moved around my room or something. Like, I moved my desk around and then lost it. I didn't lose it, but, like, it, it got put somewhere that I forgot about it then should probably go get that back up and start it because I mean, it's not going to take very long to build. It's not going to be very hard to build. I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. But knowing me, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely... Uh, that's definitely a factor, too. Um, yeah. So, this is kind of just a fun question, too. I guess I might say that about all of them. But, what do you like to do in your spare time? Either flight sim or actual flying. <laughs> That's that's really about it. Nice. Yeah, I, I love I love using flight sim. Every once in a while, I'll play some games on my computer. But other than that, it's flight sim or flight school. Yeah. Okay, so you're flying the PA one sixty and the one eighty. PA twenty eight one sixty, and I fly the one eighty every great once in a while. And what was what was the question about it? Uh, actually, I don't know. I just kind of asked that one out of the blue. Ah, uh, yeah, the, I, yeah, I, it's a Piper Cherokee 160, and every once in a while, the Cherokee 180. They're, they're great aircraft. I like them. And why is it not a Cessna? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because my flight school, the only Cessna they have is a twin engine, and you have to have a commercial license to do it. Uh, definitely. How many times do you go flight training Oh. Generally twice a week. Uh, I'll, I'll be up in the air for about 1.7 hours, so almost two hours uh, twice a week. That adds up to about four hours a week. And, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, going through as quick as I can to get my private pilot license. After that, I plan to go get my commercial and then my ATP and then go into an airline. Excellent. Uh, what airline do you want to fly for? That is a great question. I So we'd have to be more specific about that. Are we talking like American Airline or what airline do I want to finish with? Uh, what airline do you want to go to from finishing your ATP and then what airline do you want to eventually land at? So finishing my ATP, I'd like to go Southwest or United or maybe American or Delta. Um... After that, I plan to move to Europe, and so I would realistically I would likely end up flying for Lufthansa, but I would pro I would like to fly for Alitalia. The problem is, some of these airlines don't have the aircraft I like, and that will come up on that question soon. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, if they don't, they might eventually phase into them. But 
What is your favorite airplane? My favorite airplane? Uh, how did you know? <laughs> A350. I'm, I'm, I, like, I generally like Boeing more, but the A350 is my favorite airplane because it's, I wouldn't say simple, but it's like modern, it's quiet most of all. And I don't know. I don't know what I like about it. I just really like the A350. Generally, I like vintage airliners. Like, my favorite airliner overall, obviously, I won't be able to fly this. The reason my the, the reason the A350 is my favorite airliner is because I may realistically be able to fly it. But my favorite airliner overall is the MD-11. Because I, like I like vintage-ish airliners. Like, tri-jets... For me, that was the golden age of aviation. Yeah. Those are really fun to fly. Or in simulators, of yeah. course. I haven't done that legally yet. And if any staff on Rotate are uh, watching this, please hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool. I like Airbus because they're a little more modern. And mm -hmm. it feels like they're evolving more. Yeah. And introducing more tech. Uh, Boeing kind of feels like it's just fixing its own problems from 50 years ago a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I still do like Boeing more, but it's got its issues for sure. Yeah, once once they do like a, a second release and mm -hmm. stuff. And I mean, of course, Air so does Airbus and every yeah. other plane manufacturer, but Airbus, they're, they're not focusing on old problems. They're, if there's a problem that they, that it'll either be too expensive or too long to fix, Airbus will scrap that, scrap whatever they're working on, and create a new system for it. Boeing will continuously try and fix it. Yeah. And I mean, nothing wrong with that, but it, it takes time and money. Definitely. That's a good point. Uh, for just kind of the different theories behind the company, uh, like Boeing really kind of wants the pilots to like have force feedback, I guess. And, and I do like that. I, I like that, too. And then Airbus kind of has the side stick, which is less kind of, like, uh, I guess, traditional. Yeah. So, yeah, there are definitely different parts to both of the company's, like, theory. The only thing that really pushes me away from Airbus... Well, actually, there's two things. Uh, the simplicity of it. I, for some reason, do not like simple airplanes. That's why my favorite one's the MD-11 overall. But um, the, the main thing that pushes me away is their controls. Of course, with direct law and alternate law in the Airbus, if you don't know what that means, it's basically where anything you do with the side stick will happen to the airplane. So if you pull back all the way, it will go back, the elevators will go full up. Uh, but normal law is where you kind of have control of the airplane, but you can't, like, you know, force it to dive. It will not, it will, like, oh, how do I explain this? It won't let itself stall. Uh, it won't let itself go up or down too far, and it won't let it. It won't. It won't let you overbank it. Uh, I. I mean, I understand, but it's a computer, and things can go wrong with computers. And generally, it would be safer if the pilot got to override the airplane's de decision. Absolutely, that's a really good point. Uh, like the c kind of computer versus um, man versus machine. Yeah, man versus machine. That's. It's kind of interesting to see everyone's different viewpoints uh, because humans make mistakes, of course, but also machines uh, don't make mistakes, which is potentially fatal. Yes. And because, like, I, I, I don't know airline procedures, so this could be completely wrong, but 
in in you know general aviation, there's an emergency descent where you bank it at 45 degrees and pitch for, at least in the Cherokee 160, uh, 120 miles an hour. That could be, I mean, I don't know how you would go about an emergency descent in an airliner, but if you suddenly need to do that in a Boeing, you could do it instantly. I mean, you'd have to disconnect autopilot, but that shouldn't take any time. Whereas Airbus, you've got to, I don't actually know how you go to direct lie. I think you have to turn off one of the ADIRUs, but I could be completely wrong about that. It's all French to me, so you're good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. That's a really good point. There's, you kind of do this. I always write these in like a f- super crafted order, but then when I go through them, it, I just jump around and yeah. miss a, like half them probably. Ooh, here are my two movie questions because these are fun. What movie character do you love that is not a main character? So like a sidekick, I guess. Hmm, or, that's a great question. I don't watch a lot of movies, so... Uh... I I don't know. I would not be able to answer that. It doesn't even have to be sidekick, a sidekick. It could be like uh, the Favorite? like just a background character. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say Mike Wazowski, but that's he's kind of a. Oh, big I thought deal. you meant aviation movie. Oh no, it doesn't oh, have to be aviation. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Now that you say that, absolutely, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was gonna say the lady who's like, "You forgot to file your paperwork." Oh yeah, she's funny. Yeah, um, she's also epic. She's like <laughs> a superhero, I think. Um, oh, that's my like demon word. Um, and oh, okay. So it was like I have to cut out of every video, and it annoys <laughs> me to death. And the second movie, the second movie question is: What's a movie you would repeat over and over and over, but it doesn't have to be your favorite? Hmm. Well, the one, the one I'm about to say is my favorite movie: Ford versus Ferrari. It is by far my favorite movie. I have to watch that one. Such a great movie. Wow. I need to write that on my like to do list. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna edit this so it will be. Boom. All right. <laughs> That's the power of the future. Uh. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, you already answered how you got started in flight simulation, but how did you kind of, like, uh, take your first step towards building your FMC? Um, well, I like, I really like 3D printing, so, and I don't like designing stuff for 3D printing, because, I, I, I don't know, it just ends up not printing right, or takes too much time. So I went on Thingiverse and just typed in 737, because I wanted to print something for 737 and I found every file for the FMC in the 737 and I'm like ooh I could build this so yeah that's how I got started in building that and then I also found a printed circuit board for the FMC that will plug directly into your computer makes it even better (laughs) nice yeah I think a lot of times when you're like kind of getting started building like I guess you haven't been building for like building like flight simulators specifically for like years but you've done a lot with arduinos and robotics yeah i built i build a lot of stuff outside of aviation mostly yeah mostly arduino stuff but it can really anything like computers i I love building computers oh yeah (laughs) and you helped with mine yes just gotta get a a cpu yes oh that'll take a while though (laughs) maybe maybe 
we're we'll, we're still working on that. <laughs> yeah, the I'll, graphics card will take a while. Yeah, I'll get that like March of probably five years from now. <laughs> March of five years. But don't worry, my simulator won't be finished either, so I don't think it'll ultimately matter. (laughs) Just don't break it. Just don't break it. Uh, Both the simulator and the computer. Oh yeah, Uh, life hack for any of you watching. And if you like buying graphics cards and reselling them at a higher higher price, mute mute your sound because I don't want you to hear this. Wednesdays at Best Buy, you can go, you can usually go to Best Buy on Wednesdays and They'll have some graphics cards. They won't have the newest ones because they're sold out everywhere. But they may have some new-ish ones, like the 2080 or something. Wednesdays at Best Buy. Wednesdays at Best Buy. That's when they get their shipments. Okay, you can unmute now, but how would you know to? Unmute. (laughs) Just like, raise it up. I don't know. Oh, and if they're on the podcast version, they probably can't even see. Um, That's true. They're probably listening anyways. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh... So, I I should really, like, check these off or something, or have them, like, double-spaced. We do have a pen. Whew! This is exciting. <laughs> you can just, like, yeah, we did all this. We're good to go. I don't know I'm marking it off so weirdly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ooh, how do you learn, like, new skills? This is... In aviation? In, like, flight sim? Yeah. So, <laughs> when I want to learn to fly something, or I want to learn how something works... Generally, I'll get that airplane in whatever sim it's available in, so usually X-Plane. And I'll, like, start it in, in as cold and dark, sit in the cockpit, and not leave my computer until I figure it out. Usually it takes, like, 20 minutes for me to figure it out, so I can fly a lot of Boeing aircraft. And I learned it entirely by just sitting there and hitting buttons until it worked. So, like, when I, whenever I do my flight sim stuff... I don't follow checklists, uh, because, I mean, what's the worst that happens if you crash? Yeah. Your, your computer's going to crash. That's the worst that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, in flight school, absolutely follow checklists. <laughs> also, I am not a CFI. Do not listen to me for flying advice, unless you're using a simulator. <laughs> Brilliant. They should make, like, uh, simulator CFIs, so, like... CFFSI or something. <laughs> it, it's got to be super clunky so no one can say it right and you can just yeah. laugh at them. Do not take me for actual flying advice. That is my disclaimer. But oh. you should, regardless, use checklists anyway. But in Flight Sim, I don't use checklists. I just do it entirely by memory. And um, my procedures, I have no idea if they're correct or not. I It works, though. So, yeah. Sweet. What was Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure... Yeah, just trial and error. Yep. Trial and error. That's how I learned heart surgery. It's brilliant. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... But once you learn... At least the airliners... Once you learn how to fly one of them, they're mostly the same. Like, they've all got batter. Well, most of them have batteries. Usually APUs, pack, pack fans, hydraulics. It's They're generally the same. So once you figure one of them out... You can figure the rest out fairly quickly. I, the one thing I do not ever do is use video tutorials, with the exception of the Kalimata Concorde. That thing is extremely complicated, and I could not figure it out. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how video tutorials kind of have a place, and yeah. then how they also really don't. Uh, it's kind of funny, because I'm making my video tutorials, <laughs> but then everyone will, like, follow them to the letter, and I'll, like, if I make a mistake, I, like, send 
thousands of people or like what whatever on and I'm like, ah, oh, it's it's just bad. So make sure you like understand it, of course. Yeah, you and don't want to start a project that you have yeah. no uh, no understanding of unless it's like a beginner thing. Like I, that's why I started with Microsoft Flight Simulator X. I mean, it's if you've seen the default 737 from it, it is absolutely for beginners. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun to fly. Until I discovered the Zebo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Zebo is a good airplane. It is. I don't know how it's free. Me either. It's it's one of the mysteries of the mind. Yeah. What are some of your favorite parts about the Zebo? Favorite parts? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I just like the whole thing overall. But like, the sounds are great. First of all, um, hmm. I would say it's realistic, but I've never flown a 737. <laughs> it, it feels realistic. It feels like you're in an actual 737 when you're running through the procedures and stuff. The procedures. Yeah. That's definitely good. Uh, or good. I don't know. I always say sweet or nice. Or, <laughs> that's good. But that's, that's awesome. Oh, and what are your favorite airport? What is your favorite airport and which one... What's your favorite route? Those are, I guess, two different questions. So My favorite airport is LIRF, Rome, Fiumicino, in Italy. But my favorite route is from Denver to Chicago O'Hare because it's a shorter route and I have the Citizen Stars memorized for it, so I don't like, I don't need to spend time going and looking at charts. I can just take it in any airline. Yeah. I think it's good to have just a route, a route that's kind of shorter, so you can. It, it's kind of versatile, I guess. Yeah. And every great once in a while, I'll do a long haul, but I've done like four of those ever. Yeah. And I mean, I use my computer for more than just flight sim, so it's annoying to leave it running. It is. It takes up a lot of resources. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to just have a re- uh, flight that's kind of shorter, and then you can. I don't know. You just have everything memorized, and it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I think I can speed run the uh, 737 in, like, oh, with the IRS alignment set on, I think, fast mode for however long that takes in the Zebo. I can speed run from gate Charlie 33 to runway 34 right at Denver, taking off. I can speed run it in, I think, eight minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a record. I don't know. I can't taxi that fast. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Oh, we are on. Oh, we just did that one. That's <laughs> awesome. We hit like two birds with one stone or something. Uh, but don't throw rocks at airplanes, people. Please don't. <laughs> or don't throw quarters into the engine either. Please that, don't. That's... It does not bring you good luck. It brings you very bad luck. Very bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What is the coolest skill you've learned so far? And it doesn't even have to be in aviation. It could be like uh, slacklining, hanging from your tongue or something. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, that's a great question. I would, I would probably say, it would be aviation. It would be like general flying an airplane, like pull up to go up, push down. I don't know. It's. I learned it through flight sim, and I'm not saying to use flight sim for training. But I'm saying that it helps if you've never flown a plane before. Like, on my first flight, I got to land the plane. It was a, it was a uh, Citabria. It was a lot of fun to fly. It was extremely hard to taxi, though. <laughs> but, yeah, Flight Sim was what taught me, like, 
the general dynamics of flight. Sweet. Yeah. Flying is also a cool party trick. You can be like, yeah, I'm a pilot. <laughs> and even if they're pilots, too, they'll think it's cool because they'll also find that they're pilots. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. You'll keep each other occupied on your on the other on yourself for like an hour actually now that i think about it back to one of the earlier questions uh how did you get into aviation i take back what i said about leo i mean he did still get me directly into aviation but many years ago like i think it was six years ago i was at the fort collins loveland airport for an air show there and they had a bunch of plans i had no idea what they were i didn't care for aviation at the time and um, I remember they had a little like flight sim demo, and they had like it was a, it wasn't a full motion, but it was like an enclosed simulator. I got to try it. Of course, I've crashed because I <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But um, I asked my dad, "Hey, can we get one of these?" And he's like, "Yeah." So we got it. I never used it because I could never figure it out. And then back in 2018, 2019, whenever I said I started actually trying to figure it out, and I figured it out, and it got me here. Along with Leo. Thank you, Leo. <laughs> Thanks, Leo. Brilliant. And when you said you got a flight simulator, I assume you didn't get like a $12,000. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We just got FSX on a uh, on a laptop. Sweet. Do you have any controls for it at the uh, time? At the time, oh, kind of. I wasn't able to use any of them. This brings us to our next question. What are a few skills or traits that you wish you had? Hmm. Outside of aviation, I wish I could speak any language. That would be cool. Including, like, animal languages? Uh, I mean, that'd be, ni- that'd be neat too, but I, what I meant was every, every uh, international human language. Oh. I know, <laughs> I just like to see what my chickens are saying. But yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, that would come in super handy. Especially, if <laughs> it would kind of even intertwine with pilots, because you could make all the PA announcements. Too, yeah. Easily. Ooh, that's something I gotta think about too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I just give it to the captain. <laughs> yeah, you got it for the first like two years, and then you become a pi- a captain, and you're like, <laughs> first officer. <laughs> first officer, yeah. Why did it take me so long to write that? Read that? Yeah. <laughs> what makes you a unique person? Hmm. So. I think that when I when I do become a commercial pilot, I would like to continue flight instruction. Just because, like, I mean, as you know, we've had a pretty big pilot shortage, at least in the U.S., uh, even before COVID. And with COVID, they laid off tons of pilots, so it's going to be even worse by the time I'm applying. And um, I think that flight instructing, you got to get people into the profession and get more pilots out there. Yeah, absolutely. Increase the competition. Yeah, let's do it. I'm sure we... And I don't really want robot pilots. That stresses me I out. don't either. Like, even single pilot planes, I don't like. Well, I mean, like, single pilot, pilot airliners. I would not feel comfortable on a single pilot airliner. And it takes a lot for me to not feel comfortable on an airliner. Yeah. Unless the seat's not comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just kind of comes down to, like, the redundant systems. And when you get rid of a pilot, there's there's only one left. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's a video, there's a YouTube video, and it was, what happens, it was an American Airlines video, I don't remember 
why they made it. It may have been training. It was in a simulator, so obviously no one was hurt. I mean, they still landed safely. But what happened was they had an engine one fire, and as you know in the MD-11, the second engine is on the tail, so behind the other two engines. And the engine one fire kicked up a bunch of debris from the engine and put it into the number two engine, killing that engine. So they landed the MD-11 on one. It was on final, of course, too. And uh, they they had one engine, number three engine. And they landed it safely. And um, where was I going with this? Oh, where were... Why do not like single pilot planes? Right. If you watch that video, you'll see the, the first officer doing... I mean, you saw the captain flying the plane. But then you saw the first officer doing so many other things and he was acting so quickly i just think it would be unrealistic to have one person do all of that yeah especially uh for like normal operations of course i think it would be possibly practical Mm -hmm. uh but for emergency situations and even like different situations like landing on a different runway than you're used to Mm -hmm. uh things like that it really helps to have another human you can uh interact with and this, this brings up another point where between the DC-10 and the MD-11, uh, for example, fuel dumping. I saw this in an ad for the MD-11. Yes, an ad for the MD-11. Um, <laughs> the, to dump fuel in an emergency in the DC-10, it took, I think, tw- I could be wrong about this, but I thought it was 27 button actions to dump fuel. In the MD-11, it takes one. Oh, wow. So that is an example of simplifying, not getting rid of controls. So, like, I don't... I mean, as long as you can stop it and, like, it stops itself... Oh, how should I How should I word this? Let's see. It's, it's a simplified control. There's only one button pressed to start and stop dumping fuel. It's, it's very simple. It takes less time, and it's good because that can be used in an emergency very quickly. And it also eliminates the need for a flight engineer, which the flight engineer is the last person you would take out of the plane. I would not, again, as I said earlier, I would not want less than two pilots in there. The flight engineer just adds more redundancy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it still takes some time to start dumping fuel, though. So simplifying the controls is different from getting rid of some controls and having them do it entirely automatically. That's a really good point. Yeah, simplifying uh, the controls, I think, is kind of more of the future than just, like, entirely robotifying it Yes. and automating it. Yeah. Well, that brings up another thing, again, <laughs> is that if you simplify these controls, it will it will save a ton of time, but it can be dangerous. For example, there was a plane I flew once. It was a Cherokee 180. It was a 1978 Cherokee. And it was a very nice plane. There was a problem with it, though. The avionics switch was stuck on. It was, like, not exactly shorting, but it was bridging a connection behind the switch. Which, if as long as you turn on the switch, you'll be fine. But if you leave the switch off and you're like, oh, it's, it's fine, the avionics are already on, that can be dangerous. Because now you have sparks behind the dash, and that could lead to an electrical fire. When you have one switch for all these avionics and say it failed, to the point where you couldn't turn them on... You have no avionics whatsoever, whereas in the Cherokee 160, it's each. You have to turn on and off each individual 
section of the avionics, like each the radio, the transponder, the intercom. If you have an avionics switch failure in that, well, there is no avionics switch, so <laughs> you can keep all your stuff on or say the transponder fails, not everything else is going to fail. Yeah, that's a really good point. There are sometimes simplifying things too much can be devastating. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think I might already know the answer, but what is your dream job? Uh, this is a great question. Very simple answer, too. I want to be an airline pilot. Almost any airline, but, I mean, I have, of course, some of my first picks. Um, airline pilot along with a flight instructor. If something goes wrong and I can't pass my medical or something, then I plan on going into the mechanics side of it. Yeah. So that I have to finish the project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if you become an airline mechanic and f on airliners, then I expect you to finish your FMC. Yeah. Well, when I'm working with people on something, I'll finish it every time. It's just that when I'm working by myself, I'm like, eh. Yeah. I have something else I could use. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of, like, uh, team teamwork really helps with that, too. Yeah. Hmm. Woohoo! <laughs> we're, we're, we're knocking through these, and I think we're giving pretty good answers. Yeah. High five. High five. Yeah. Um. I think it was this Oh. One. Oh, yeah. Who are your heroes? Hmm. Good question. Uh. Generally, when I look for, like, aviation advice and becoming a pilot, I look toward mentor pilot on YouTube or Discord, Facebook, whatever, whatever he posts on, usually YouTube, um, because he gives really good advice, and he's, I don't know, he's just, like, everything he says, it's, like, really inspiring, too. Yeah, I think he's one of my heroes, too, because uh, he doesn't, uh, a lot of people are on, like, one side of the spectrum where they'll either say, you can always do it, and there are no problems, just follow your dreams and potential. Mm -hmm. And then there are some people who are like, you are a failure, you will not accomplish anything. See, Mentor's right in and, the middle, though. Yeah. He's like, there are going to be problems along the way. You have to push through them, though. Yeah, and I think his logical approach really helps with um, a lot of the kind of things you wouldn't really think about too absolutely yeah like i i look at his videos and i'm like i didn't like he'll do aircraft stuff like pointing out stuff on the 737 i'll be like i didn't even know that existed that's cool and then he'll post other videos like inspirational videos it's like i gotta push harder for this <laughs> yeah i really like his videos because yeah. i haven't i don't think i've ever gone through a video of his without learning something yeah same Except for his Patreon welcome page. I, yeah. I don't think I learned a lot from that. But, Same. But that's just a promotional one, so we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mentor is a great example. Ooh, anything you would like to talk about? This is your time to like go on about cheeseburgers <laughs> with, with or without pickles. Simulators and using them for training. And are they a simulator or a game? The answer is kind of complicated. Or at least this is all in my opinion, by the way. Most of it. For example, you should not ever use, like, X-Plane 11 on your computer as training software. As, like, I mean, you can learn from it, absolutely. But you should not use it and take these procedures into any real aircraft. 
it's not going to end well if you do. No matter how realistic the plane is, it's, it may not end well because, of course, you have in real aviation, like, airspace, you have emergency procedures. Because, like, if your engine blows up in a in the simulator, who cares? But if it does in a real plane, it's something completely different. And this brings up the thing, is it a simulator or a game? If you have it installed on your computer and you're using, like, a yoke or something with it, it's a game. It's an, most of it can be installed on Steam. It's a game. But <laughs> if you're in like a class delta full motion simulator, that is absolutely a training tool. Like I mean, they use it for training, and yeah. they know what the airlines they know what they're talking about too. That's a simulator, not a game. If you think that's a game, you're completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that means must mean I'm kind of pretty wrong. <laughs> I. It's, it's, I mean class delta like yeah. certified by the FAA mm-hmm. as in like because they're making simulators now that you can go in them and build up actual aircraft hours you don't need to have an actual airplane to fly you yeah. can you can you can get your private pilot license without you can get your commercial without flying a single plane ever I think I, I think you have to fly really I think you have to do it for the check ride yeah definitely. Actually, you can do your check ride in a simulator, which is kind of sketch. Yeah, and I mean, like, flying, I've never tried, at least not in a while, I've never tried a Class Delta simulator. Yeah. I'd love to, but I've, I've really only done it on my computer. And it's a different feeling. It's completely different, flying a real plane. Even if that plane is a little <laughs> Piper Cherokee versus a 737 on your laptop. It feels like you're just, like out there it's it's a great feeling flying an airplane yeah there's so many different things with uh, flight simulators versus real simulators that you can't possibly in a lifetime uh like model every single molecule of the surface of the airplane of like friction drag all the aerodynamics that go behind it Mm -hmm. and there are things that we haven't even discovered that play like that likely play into effect yeah and it just takes so much computing power to get mm. everything completely accurate. It's nearly impossible. And I mean, like, I, I do, I don't usually do this, but every once in a while I'll do failures in X-Plane. And, like, an engine failure on the ground or an engine fire on the ground, something like that. Well, when you have, say, the engine fail in run-up, which has happened to me before, and by fail I mean, like, the magneto blew out, <laughs> it's it's completely different. It's it's not like, oh, you just reach around, click the, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's different. It's you don't exactly memorize everything as you would because again, as I've said, if the engine blows up in a simulator, who cares? Yeah. If it blows up in the real plane, well, that's an issue. It's a really big issue. Absolutely. Yeah, that just is kind of cool uh, to see that some, and yeah, the, it's good practice sim- failures uh, in a simulator, but they're not completely real. They're, and I mean, even in the class Delta simulators, yeah. the, the full motion ones, a failure is still not going to be the same thing. Like it's going to, the, the plane's going to act the same as it would in the real plane in a class Delta, but you're not going to feel the same because your life is not in danger in the simulator. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the pressure, too. Yeah. That brings us on to the next question. 
What is your greatest personal achievement? So far, it's getting my student pilot license. I've been wanting to do that for a really long time, and I finally did. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's fun to just, like, pull out at parties. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Like, ha, look at me. Look at what I got. <laughs> you got your medical and all your, like, paper and your yeah, radio. Something with, <laughs> something with pilots is the first thing you'll know about a pilot before you know their name is that they're a pilot. Hello, what's your name? I'm a pilot. Uh, <laughs> it's Trevor. <laughs> Look at what I got. I got a private pilot license. I asked your name. <laughs> it, it's relevant. Don't worry. It's on the license. <laughs> it, it's on the license. Yeah, read it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's good. It's really fun uh, to fly. I've done it. <laughs> I've never flown a Cessna, though. I should try that one time. Yeah, I'll have to bring you up if I ever if I finish before you probably not though uh okay oh I keep not xing them out that's what a fool what character traits would your friends best describe to you use you aviation what? nerd <laughs> yeah yeah that's a lot of a my friends one. don't enjoy aviation I mean there are some exceptions but like it's just not their favorite thing, and I really like aviation, so yeah, I'm aviation nerd. <laughs> awesome. Let's see. And do you prefer to work alone or on a team? On a team, absolutely. I'll get a lot more done if I work on a team, and I can work a lot faster on a team. Yeah. Except for when the team doesn't work. I Well, <laughs> see, I actually learned about this in one of my engineering classes, is that Introvert and extrovert generally do not mean what you think they mean. Extrovert generally means you can work better around people, even if you're not in a team. And introvert means you work better alone. So in that sense, I am absolutely an extrovert. I like working in teams, even if they don't do anything. I just like working with people. I'd like I'd rather have them do nothing and me do everything than me do everything by myself, because I will get more done if I'm, I'm working in a team. Yeah. And the pressure also comes into factor with that. So a lot of the introverts, I guess, have more pressure, or like, they they're good at motivating themselves, I guess. And then extroverts kind of can use the pressure from their teammates to kind of help push. What through. about you for that? Um, introvert. I, I don't know. Omnivert. Uh, omnivert. Yeah, that's, that's the actual name for it. That's so much better. <laughs> Intrextrovert. Just sounds like you you had a stroke. Yes. <laughs> uh, omnivert. I think that's me. Because I, like, I enjoy working in teams, uh, but I've also kind of worked alone on my like simulator so long <laughs> that I've kind of developed the skills to work alone. Yeah. I work alone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I work, like, if I have, like, three other people help me build a simulator, even if they do nothing, I'll get it done. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'll come over tonight. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, tonight, do I have anything? Probably not. <laughs> I could. <laughs> could get that FMC hashtag. I'll let out. you know. <laughs> Sweet. Um, oh, and then this is my favorite, favorite question because it just lets your imagination go wild. What if you had 100% unlimited resources, like Tony Stark hooked you up with his checking account, <laughs> what would your simulator setup look like? My simulator setup would take more electricity than it would money. <laughs> Ooh. I would have 
everything from the 707 to the 787, and that's Boeing series alone. <laughs> I would have, like, as many aircraft as I can fit in there. All full motion class Delta. That's what I would do if I had unlimited money and resources, and that's what my simulator would look like. You would be able to walk into it and think it's a real plane. Mm-hmm. And I guess attention to detail would be cool Absolutely, that too. too. Yeah. Would you want to, if with these, would you want to, like, tweak them to, like, get them as best as they can, or would you like to just fly them and, like, kind of accept them? Or so both? if I have, if I'm at the point that I have that big of a simulator and that realistic of a simulator, and it still had some bugs in it, I would probably work on the bugs more because I would want. I'm obviously it's not a real plane, as I said earlier. You don't get the full experience, but I would still want it to be as realistic as possible without having to go, you know, buy a seven thirty seven. Yeah. I can't believe no one said that yet, and no one's just said. A real 737. Because that would be totally cheating. No. Not for me. I mean, if you gave me one, absolutely. But that's not what I would go for. Because, again, I, I am entirely self-taught on the 737 along with most other airliners. And I don't know if I should carry that over into <laughs> the actual plane. Yeah. You could probably... If, I was, if you were going to get a 737 for free, I imagine it wouldn't be too much of an investment to get, like, a type rating, though. <laughs> if, if you have, if a, you have that much money yeah. then go for it <laughs> go for it oh and then the last finishing stinger question I guess is what is one word to describe yourself hmm. or a phrase I guess it doesn't have to be a word because a word could be like hi that's a tough one uh, I actually don't know what that would be hmm Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Excellent phrase. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know. That is a fun phrase. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it it doesn't have to be answered though. You can you can write your own story. And, yes. And figure it out later. Yep. Okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to stay safe to the camera? Mm, you are I, being watched. Beware. I think I've covered everything that I have to say. Well, yeah. None of us are certified flight instructors. Do not uh, take this for flying advice unless you're using it in a simulator. <laughs> I'm certainly not, like, certified in anything, but, like, I actually am CPR certified, so... Nice. Uh, so if you're... If you need that, hook me up. <laughs> I'm a student pilot, not a CFI. Don't don't take my advice yeah. in the real point. If you want to take it in the simulator, go ahead. I'm not responsible for broken computers, though. <laughs> yes. I really need to find a cool in extra outro. Outro. <laughs> yeah. Be like, and thank you for watching the video. Listening to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for Dominic coming out. Yeah, no uh, problem. Didn't your car freeze? <laughs> it was like frozen shut this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for so much for coming even through that. And uh, <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next week's episode of the Flight Simulator Podcast, or the Captain Bob Podcast. Not quite sure what it is yet. Uh, bye, everyone. See you later. Have a good one.